Okay, so it's 7.25. Hope, let's see if Adam has his sh** together today. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take you beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me with a Spaten Oktoberfest, because it is that time of year, is my dude, Broba Fett. What's up? <laughs> I was going to try to do, I can't really talk in that language. Hey, Jenna, say something. What? Yeah, like, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's Boba Fett over he there. Did, yeah, he doesn't, he didn't really talk very much, like yeah, in the original ones. Like but in the, yeah, but in the later ones, like when, with the Clone Wars and all that stuff. He Basically, did. Jenna's our Boba Fett. What are you even talking about? And yeah, that's that's Jenna, guys. If she doesn't understand the Boba Fett reference, so she doesn't watch Did movies. You just like warned me before, so I know I can like research. Yeah, we've done it every episode. <laughs> you don't let me know what. Have you watched? Pick. Have you watched Bloodsport? No. Have you watched Double Impact? Have you watched? <laughs> I heard those movies. Seven. Have you, have you watched Seven? Have you watched Kickboxer? Okay, so guys, so the movies that we've been throwing at her recently were um, Seven. We added that. I don't. Mm-hmm. Know, we were in the group text. I don't know why we that one came up, but. Bro said seven. I was like, yeah, absolutely. She's got to watch seven because that's the first thing I remember seeing Kevin Spacey in. Mm-hmm. But that that was like a murderous row in that movie because it was Kevin Spacey, Morgan, um, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. Oh, Morgan. Freeman. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> Obviously, Jenna hasn't watched it yet. Yeah, nor has she watched Bloodsport. I just or don't... Kickboxer. Wait, guys, I think this is a pizza guy. Is it Adam? I think. Hold on. Hello. <laughs> Oh, it hung up. Uh, meanwhile, she's sitting down while she's doing all of this, guys. So just, just yeah, some things haven't That's changed. That's why she's actually getting up to do it herself. <laughs> As she scoots the chair across the floor. Why are you running? <laughs> and she's running. You guys asked for this. How's your day been, man? <laughs> yeah. you, were, you were doing some nutrition coaching in there when I came in, you know, giving the, giving the people the knowledge bombs. Booyah. No, um catching up i just feel like i've accomplished nothing this past week so which is always awesome but i feel like you say that every week it's a little bit more this week <laughs> i have a long to-do list mm. by friday today's wednesday and i've got one thing off of it and because i keep doing other things that's not on it and then we had monday off too like i didn't oh well i guess i well technically i did but i still did work yeah but no i get like one day off a year here new year's or christmas christmas day okay that's the one day yeah I think we're even open Christmas Eve. I can't remember. I think we are. <laughs> it's just one big blur. <laughs> <laughs> but you are your own boss and you, you're doing what you love. So can you really say that you work every day? I don't work at all. Yeah. Obviously, because my to-do list is extremely <laughs> long. <laughs> so. So, Jenna. Hey, what's up? We have some very important people that we need to mention that, that, that help keep this thing running. Yeah. Um, they are our... Patreon. Our, our baller... Pat, Pat, I don't know. Patrons. Patrons, yeah. Yep. Um, first up is Ryan Burgai. Have you, did, he, did he message yet and say how <laughs> no. to pronounce his name? <laughs> no. You butchered it like 15 times last time. I, yeah. no, I said that was three, funny. She was like, Burgi Burgai. I said it three different ways <laughs> just to make sure I said one of them the right way. 
Gotta be smart. Okay. Uh, sound, well, sound effect. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. 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 Nope. Sound effect. Sound effect. Oh, <laughs> you use the same one last time. You gotta upgrade know. your sounds. Oh, wait, hold on. You need oh, to get a new soundboard. Even last time, I thought to myself, okay, I'm gonna find like a sound thing, and then you are the sound thing. <laughs> you, yeah, you can't use you can't an app. Use, why? Yeah, because we said you have to beatbox it. Yeah. <laughs> No, okay, no, okay. no. Okay, no. Lavana, Jerry. Wait, wait, no, no. no. Dude, I'm not, if you do that again, I'm going to drop kick you out of your chair. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear this. Just you two. No. All right. Ooh, okay. Jerry or Shardy. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Metcalf. <laughs> Tim Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like animals distressed at the at the animal park. Gareth Crowther. <laughs> no, you gotta do an Australian one. You have to How do, do you do an Australian? You, you have okay, so next next time you, you say Gareth's name, you have to learn you have to do the didgeridoo. What's that? You'll have to YouTube it. Okay. Ready Maze. Michelle Rowell. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, standing five foot nine, <laughs> 185 pounds, hailing all the way from Columbus, Ohio, Rick Terry. <laughs> wow, we just lost all of our followers. <laughs> no, you lost all of our followers because you use the same damn sound effect three times in that. Guys, I'm sorry, but practice. I don't practice these. You need to practice. But, yeah. I'm look in the mirror. Just, just like everything else, you know, with this, <laughs> what, is, what we talk about, you, you, you got to work. You got to work. You got to do practice, you know. <laughs> but rolling back to Gareth, a uh, huge shout out. Um, got some more Tim Tamage. Yeah. Um, we pretty much have destroyed this box of uh, <laughs> chocolate and was it gooey straw or raspberry? Dark chocolate and raspberry. Dark chocolate and raspberry, yeah. That didn't last long, man. Quite delicious. So thank you very much, dude. It was honestly a, um, an unexpected surprise. And we were super stoked about that. And uh, we really appreciate it, man. Uh, you didn't have to do that, but you did. And that's super cool. Yeah, plus it keeps Jenna busy, so. We've eaten like 20. I don't know yeah. how many So the, the more time that she's occupied, the less time she has to mess up the show. <laughs> so thank you. We've eaten 20. And there's like 19 in a package. <laughs> it feels like 80. But they are delicious. They are good. Yeah, huge shout out to the Patreons. Yeah, boxes should be there. Should have them. Yeah, but Jenna, this is. Yeah, wait, Jenna, right? yeah. I don't know. No, I think it'll be one more week oh, after. One more week. Whatever. Jenna's it's for November. Yeah, she sucks. So, um, you should. If I had done this, is, is this a Thanksgiving themed box? You can make it. You can sit at your Thanksgiving dinner with it if you want and make it Thanksgiving. It's not really themed. Yeah, whatever. I could, put, I could put a pie in there if you want. We're at nine. <laughs> no, don't do that. We're at nine Patreons now. We are? Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty nice. cool. That's pretty awesome. And five are the swag boxes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And bro and I still don't know the password to the Patreon. Nope. And only information we get from Jenna is what she texts us. So yep. I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. Yeah, the, the, the other 14 of you that are out there that aren't being <laughs> named, sorry, but Jenna won't give us the information. No. Wait, I'm supposed to buy a Festiva or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, a Ford Festiva. Yeah. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Put some 20s on that bad boy. Why don't you buy some sound effects? <laughs> no, no, no. She's got to do her. Yeah. I bet they have a pack for that somewhere in the app store. No, yeah. you got you know, you got to keep doing it manually. So we had a little mishap with the Apple iTunes. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. I think I handled it. Yeah. Uh, I handled it. 
So, yeah, I'm not sure. This is the first time it's happened. We had delays before when we first started. Still not sure. We got shut like down, bro. Yeah, this time we actually Mo got shut we, down. Mo thought we got in trouble. Yeah, I thought we got whacked, like, for serious. Because well, yeah. Jenna sent a message early on Tuesday and with a screenshot. And we said, think like, it's Jenna, but we're not sure. Well, yeah, because, yeah, there's no uh, profile picture, picture yeah. or a profile picture. So it could be, like, you know, some North Korea. I think it's a North Korean trying to shut us yeah. down. It could be. Or is Casper the lazy-ass ghost that's <laughs> calling her? So. But, yeah, she, uh, she, she peaked at uh, yesterday morning and... Uh, we spent pretty much all day trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, me and you just finally got it figured out. And <laughs> like, Jenna, Jenna tries to take credit for it, like, always. Like, I, I did what little I know uh, to try and rectify the situation and um, shout out some emails, uh, actually put some posts on some blogs, and people were getting back to me and nothing was working, and Jenna got the bright idea of actually just calling. Yeah, when in doubt, call <laughs> Apple support. Well, I've never called Apple support before. I have, so. like, three times. Actually, really? so one time... This was like a month or two ago. I saw this charge in my account for like 400 bucks or something. And I was like freaking Barbell out. boy's gone bad. I was, no, it was, it was from <laughs> Apple. And I was like, I know I have not bought anything for $400. From $400? Apple. Yeah. Okay. And then, so I'm on the phone with them and I'm like, so I have this charge, blah, blah, blah. She's like trying to look through it. I'm giving her the number that's on the, mm-hmm. that shows like on the bank statement. And then I look over my windowsill and I see my Apple watch charging. And I was like, oh my oh. God, I'm so sorry. You bought an Apple watch. I bought, I, yeah, I had bought the <laughs> Apple watch. But so they're my peeps. <laughs> We're basically friends. Did you, did you actually like have that moment of actualization with the person on the phone? Yes. Like, oh. I was like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> I was like, just kidding. Like, I know what I did, but I don't. How long, but it wasn't me. In how all long? fairness, I really never do like buy. I mean, unless it's for like software. My, yeah, yeah. Or like. You don't buy what? I don't buy anything like expensive like that <laughs> unless it's, I mean. Let me look in this bag over here. Okay. But that's for work. Uh, for, wait, oh, there it is. Yeah. I well, didn't that, buy that yet. Is that Apple? That thing probably costs more than mine and mine's pretty robust. Yeah. That MacBook Air? Is that an Air? She never buys no, anything. Pro. MacBook Pro? Yeah, oh, she, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh. It's not an Air. It's a not Pro. Air. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Don't it's got, it's got like 1.21 gigawatts. Probably less yeah. than that. And she has an iPhone 10. <laughs> so she never buys anything from Apple. I just meant like <laughs> as of recent. Well, there was like uh, $4,000 right there that you spent <laughs> in Apple. <laughs> it's spent within the Apple ecosystem. <laughs> All right, guys. It's easy to do though. Yeah. With Apple, they, they make it real easy for you to like kind of keep fishing in their swimming pool. Yeah, after I bought my MacBook, then I was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't even have a USB port. So then I had to buy Dumbass. little tinkle oh. dongs to put in there. <laughs> the tinkle dong. <laughs> yeah. okay. Is that from Australia? Yeah, hashtag that, guys. Yeah. yeah, the Apple tinkle dong. That's going to be new. <laughs> so what we got going on today? Um, we got a message from, from Brocephus. Like in the midst of all of our chaos yesterday. And it was just, uh, was it a screenshot? Yep, I had it in my notes. Yeah. I can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made our Insta famous, guys. It's on there. You, it's it's be old by the time you get this. <laughs> but where did this come from? Ugh. I had a nutrition meeting. Okay, and, okay. And okay. it just kind of hit me how some people I deal with were maybe set up for failure from their parents and never really knew it. Mm-hmm. And going so, back to that whole, and you don't that, know what you don't and, know and type they don't, thing. And they're not blaming them or anything, but 
you know, it just kind of hit me like, man, they're really struggling because of how they were kind of raised, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then I was like, you know, we talk about, you know, bad nutrition leads to bad numbers. Bad numbers can lead to diseases. And then that leads to dying. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I thought we could tie it in with uh, the nutrition side, but also everyday life. So absolutely. So today's topic is will complacency kill you? I think it will. I mean, it's something uh, it has. going back to the law enforcement in my military time. Yeah, absolutely. That was something I'm sure that, you know, while you're on the force, that's something I'm sure that got drilled in your head, especially at the academy, probably. A lot at the academy. Um, you deal with a bunch of idiots at the academy, though. Mm. Like, not the instructors. I mean, but, it's a weeding out process, yeah. you know, essentially. But yeah, it's the stupid, you know, the traffic stops is definitely the most eye openings, the, the, the dan- most dangerous thing that mm. you would do. And, um, and it's very easy to get complacent. Uh, from what time it is, how long you haven't been, how you, you've been inactive maybe for four hours mm-hmm. and you've been in your car. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, sometimes you, your approach, you know, you, you take too straight of a line, you know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to step out on the side of the side view mirror and you walk in an angle so mm-hmm. they can't, so see, they can't you, see you coming. Yeah. Right. You know, I still you, remember all this stuff, <laughs> take down lights in their rear view mirror and side so mirrors. Blind up, yep, yeah. So they can't see you come, things like that. Not always approaching from the driver's side, mm-hmm. but then you see people who get, you know, kind of ambush they're they're yeah. complacent in their approach because they're thinking doing, they're thinking two steps ahead they've been doing it for them all, yeah they've been doing it for 10 years or whatever it is and yeah the the times that i've been pulled over i'm always think about that like the cop just walks up to my door and like puts himself in the fatal funnel meaning like uh for those that aren't familiar with that phrase fatal funnel meaning like standing at a right angle to the door basically with your shoulders para- square or, you know, square to the window you basically create this massive target mm-hmm. if someone wanted to do bad to you. Yep. And uh, like, I don't know how many law enforcement officers have just walked up or even like at the gates, like coming up the military, they just sort of stand there <laughs> because they're just, you know, they're, they're trying to get traffic through, but they're not thinking about other things. Like w- when I was serving in law enforcement, I was overseas. So your level of awareness is a little bit higher. Um, but even just like, you know, local PD here, you know, pulling you over on a routine traffic stop or even like a DUI checkpoint, you know, just watching these guys, I'm like, man, don't, please don't do that. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know you, but you're putting your ass on the line for me on a daily basis. I don't want to see you get injured because you weren't focused on the task at hand. You know, I mean, now when we talk about complacency, that's like kind of an extreme example of it, but, but that's still complacency. But it's still complacency. Absolutely. Cause uh, some people might be thinking, well, I'm not a cop or I'm not in the military, but it doesn't have to be a life threatening situation. Complacency can be very simple. And we're going to talk about how it can be take place in the gym or take place at home like bro is saying or you know another thing we're going to talk about is how it it doesn't just affect you usually your complacency is affecting other people Mm -hmm. so if i'm complacent in my job and i go up and get killed you're affecting your family yep so now you've left and the rest of your team yeah um i mean it's you're talking about some special forces guys they talk a lot about where they get people rotated out of their, rotated out of their uh, team their teams, yeah. because they're complacent and they're dangerous and they're not doing their job. And when that happens, if they don't do their job, then someone else some, has to do it. Yeah. And then now there's the next person is going to be affected. Mm-hmm. So when people can possibly get injured or you can get injured or die. Yeah. It's definitely complacency at the highest level. So, so by definition, uh, complacency is defined by Webster as a feeling of Contentment or self-satisfaction often combine with a lack of awareness. So that key phrase right there, a lack of awareness or um, just not being cognizant of uh, your surroundings. Right. 
So like we just said earlier, we're going to talk about the personal and uh, side, you know, whether it be the gym or work and also how this impacts nutrition, like bro mentioned at the top of this topic. So, I mean, let's start off. Uh, you said it affects more than yourself. How? Uh, so my actions are, will cause a reaction, meaning if I'm complacent and I don't do and don't follow through with what I've set to do and need to do, mm. then whatever was supposed to happen after I've done that task, okay, does no longer happen. So let's talk about from you, from the gym owner slash trainer perspective. Mm-hmm. So real simple, if I don't put the workout up the night before, <laughs> then they don't know what they're doing. It's <laughs> pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, that's, let's say it's on a Monday. Yeah. We, our program is always posted for the entire week up. So mm-hmm. let's say it's on Sunday. They don't know what they're doing. So it's now they're pissed Mm -hmm. because I didn't get it up or whatever it is. So that's pretty basic. But, um, if someone is talking at the whiteboard, uh, and I don't stop them from doing that. Now the next thing that happens is another person does it. So it's like, if I get complacent and not following through with, Hey, these are, these are not really rules, but this is our expectation. Mm -hmm. Hey, when we're at the whiteboard, we got five minutes, got a lot of information to get in. You know, it derails us when you start talking, right? So then if I don't stop that, then another person mm-hmm. does it. And then other people don't understand what we're doing. Now I'm getting 30 questions of stuff I've already covered, which is always awesome. It, it's funny. You see those memes of like, uh, you know, me at the whiteboard and then me 10 seconds after the workout <laughs> yeah. asking the coach. I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, but you've said this on numerous occasions. Sometimes the hour they have in the gym is the only hour they have to themselves. Mm -hmm. And by uh, people lacking that awareness and being respectful of the time during the instructional period Mm -hmm. of your training hour, you know, that can impact somebody, you know, someone who's a newer athlete or someone who's just very, like they're very focused on the instructional portion uh, just to get those fine details. Yeah. You, you're could potentially be taken away from that ability or that particular athlete's ability to, perform in a manner in which they normally would. Or for me having to a- answer the questions I've already answered 35,000 times. Now we're going to run over in class because you guys did not pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right. So Jenna, as an athlete, how do you feel like this complacency thing just in this particular context? Like how does that apply? Like how can that impact the rest of the team? Like if Brody was complacent? You no, know? like if you as an athlete, you know, if I was complacent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I would be unhappy just because I wouldn't be, I think when you're complacent, you know that you're complacent, you know? So I feel like you're you're dissatisfied with like where you're at, but you also can't bitch about it if you're not doing anything. Do you know what I mean? But also, I guess because I've, I mean, I've been here for a long time, so I don't know. I feel like other people would realize if I'm complacent and I'm not like trying to grow or get better or Whatever. I feel like sometimes people aren't aware of their complacency, though. Really? Or they're, they, don't, they don't, I guess, you obviously, if you're in a complacent uh, mindset, you would have to acknowledge that. So I think most people would maybe deflect. Yeah. And maybe like, oh, well. Maybe they're in like denial. But yeah, yeah, like deflect or denial. You would really know that like you're not putting an effort into something. Well, I think complacency would be if you're doing a team competition, everybody else is training and you're not, right? So now you're doing other things like, Instead of like, hey, you've committed to this, mm-hmm. you've paid. Everybody else is training because they want to do the best, and mm-hmm. we're traveling to do this. And now you're not working out. And, and generally, you don't have a backup. 
Right. Like now, you don't have some, you don't have a bench yeah. when it comes to these. Or you don't you know, want one. You were formed as a team for a reason. Right? I'm saying like in baseball, we have, you know, 15 players. Yeah. We only use nine at a time. But like when we're talking like local comps or even like regionals and things like that, you really, you have four athletes training. You normally don't have like a fifth or a sixth as a backup yeah. that you can fill somebody in. I mean, barring injury. Yeah, but just, just in general, if it's a team of six and there's five people that's training for this and you decide not to because you're doing other things after you've already committed to mm-hmm. this, now your complacency is now going to affect the team when it comes competition day because when it comes time to perform, you're not going to be able to hang with everybody else has been training. Mm-hmm. And it could be a synchronized, it could be a team aspect where you have to be with this person. You have to complete X amount of reps and now that you going slower because you have been doing other things besides training, mm-hmm. now you're affecting your team and their score. And there's no worse feeling than feeling like you're holding your team back. Not that your team should, if you have a good team, you know, they, you know, we always try to pick each other up. If, if someone just for some reason isn't, isn't doing well in a workout, mm-hmm. something may have happened. We don't even know. We try to pick them up and, and pick up the reps. So sometimes you don't have the opportunity and if it's based because they're being lazy and they don't want to put the extra work and mm-hmm. extra time in after, you know, saying, Hey, I will do this event with you. Mm-hmm. That's on them. And now it affects your team. And that's yeah, bullshit. You're speaking from the aspect of someone fully committing, saying, I will do this with you. Yeah. And then as soon as the check clears, you're like, okay, uh, I'm going to go Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. I'll see you guys. Uh, I'll see you guys in three weeks. Right. That's <laughs> what I do. Yeah. Eating it is. Pim-pams. No, I mean, that's, and I would say that as a competitor, that, I've seen that and it sucks. And, and I think to your point, like regardless of what level the competition is, when you commit, especially with a team competition, you know, the, probably the expectation is that you're going to train for that competition. I don't know that many people go in cold. That and like, you know, there, there's, a, there's a time to have fun at a competition and there's a time where, hey, okay, we're investing time into this and we, we want to do well. We know our mindset is, our goal is to always make finals. And then, you know, obviously podium is our, our largest goal, but mm-hmm. first and foremost is to make finals. And if we have all but one or two people that's been putting the work in and now it brings the team down and we fall short, the reality is you caused that. And that's just, it sucks. And it's, it's, it's not right to do to the team. And it's pretty selfish in my opinion, but you know, I've seen it happen here and outside of the gym before, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it sucks because you committed, you know, it's different if last second, Hey, we need someone and you haven't been training as much, mm-hmm. totally different. Yeah. But if you said, Hey, and you know, three months we have this, you know, we need to get after it cause we want to do well. But that's on a competitive level. I feel like yeah, and a lot of people aren't, well, might not be as serious, but we like always take it. Well, but we like, win. like I, I don't like I've, I've never competed in CrossFit, but I've competed like in volleyball. Like that was my sport. And there were times when I guess sometimes based on like how long a team has been together, some people get, get misperceptions of how hard the work is to get to that point of competition. Mm -hmm. And because you saying that kind of sparked a memory where, uh, we picked up some, you know, a a couple of people that just wanted to play with us. We're like, yeah, sure. We can always use extra bodies because, you know, playing three or four matches a day, this shit gets tiring. So. But I think where the misperception was is they saw how well we clicked and how well we gelled. But we've been playing together for like at that point, at any given time, like two years. So, you know, we, we did our work together. We might not have always been together working, but, you know, come Saturday, Sunday, we were always out there drilling and doing stuff like that. And one of the comments that one of the people that we picked up uh, was like, man, I didn't realize it was this hard. 
well, part of being a team is working hard together. So that way, when you get to the quote fight or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it does look easy. Yeah. And I think if you're going to commit to something like that, where other people are involved and your perceived or actualized lack of effort can impact the whole squad, you got to be, got to be real about that. You got to be willing to work harder than you necessarily want to sometimes. I don't, I've not met very many people that are happy with failing. No, but I'm just saying, I mean, mean? but if you're, if you're new to this environment or you're to a new gym and you don't necessarily know like what their level of competitive nature is, like Jenna was saying, it's probably safe to put yourself in a mindset where I'm going to have to work harder than I normally do. Because if you don't know what the expectation is, I always feel it's better to set your bar higher Mm -hmm. than you normally would. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I only say that because, like, I know that other people have said that, like, we're crazy here or we train really hard, like, stupid hard and whatever. But I, I know that not every gym is like that, but we are really, com- we're competitive because we we like to be, but we also like to win. Yeah, but that's, our, we don't have a, if you walk inside of our gym, you wouldn't know that we're a competitive gym as far as, like, because of how we are or how we carry ourselves. I mean, yeah, there's banners and stuff, but that doesn't really mean much. You know, it's, you know, people don't from, yeah, people from the outside don't know what the hell we do in here. And I really don't care if they know. So it's just how it is. It's people always have their assumption is that we're doing all this crazy stuff. We train so, so hard, but I mean, yeah, I guess because we'd like to no different than what, I don't know. If you want to be successful, you got to put the work in. Yeah. I think that just kind of goes across the board, you know, insert whatever, whether it's work, sport, podcasting. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to put in work if you want to be successful at a thing. Yeah. I, I, that kind of goes with that. That's saying. pretty cool you brought up the podcast because, you know, I listen to ours too, obviously, because um, I forget. By the time they release, I, I usually forget about what we said. <laughs> so I get definitely get entertainment out of it. But I do, I've learned a lot from it and it's it's helped me to you know, I guess get better. Cause I don't, honestly, I don't like to suck at anything. I don't care if it's chess, backgammon, freaking whatever you take. If it's, unless it's like, like luck involved, like dice, <laughs> like I hate shit like that. I hate anything that has a luck factor. That's why I like Texas Hold'em because there is a skill to it. Yeah. It's not blackjack. Like there's no. a little bit of, there, there's some math involved, math, but yeah. it's, you know, you really can't control. I can, and it, it, I can win without having the best hand and hold them. Uh huh easily where in blackjack like you can't you can't do that if you have the but even in blackjack someone else who's sitting at third base can screw the whole table right yeah so yeah. that's but that's why i like craps because there's no skill involved you still right. get free drinks yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so we said we talked about the actions of um the individual and you're saying like with the actions of an owner if you're i mean just usually the the first thing people will talk about from a negative aspect being impacted by other people is the culture. Um, we have people talk to us about, and you see it on Facebook uh, groups talking about toxic, this toxic, that mm-hmm. clicks, um, all that other stuff. So if you're a person who's around that kind of complacent environment, how, how is that challenging to you as a, as an individual, someone who wants to, who's willing to do the work, but just there's complacency within your within your network, within your system. I'm lost. So like if everybody's, if everybody around you is complacent, okay. how do you rise up from that? Well, I guess for me, the uh, thing I've tried to do 
in my entire life is not count on anybody. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, uh, it comes even when I first opened the gym task around here, I never asked anybody to help mm -hmm. ever. And it's not because I didn't think they could do it. It's just because I want to make sure it was done. It was completed. Right. And then it was done right. So if I ask someone to do something and they don't do it or it's done half ass, then I don't want to, I'm going to not be, I'm going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they're trying to help. But in the end, it's like, you know, I don't really try to count on people. So if I don't count anybody, I don't have to worry about them being complacent. That's just the reality of it. Now, as I've progressed, you know, people that I trust that I know will get it done. Mm -hmm. I definitely reach out to for help. And, um, but yeah, I've never really been surrounded by people who were, were complacent because I don't really, I don't mess with those type of people, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, because I'm always trying to go get it. And, you know, I, I felt, I felt like I was complacent today because I only got one thing on my to-do list done mm -hmm. and I didn't get it all done, but it's a long list, so I can't get yeah. it all done, but I still feel complacent, sort of, and I feel like a bum and I feel guilty when I, like she was saying, like, you kind of know if you're being complacent and, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll call myself out like, Hey, you're being fucking stupid, right? Mm -hmm. We got to get this done. Um, but today I felt like I just didn't accomplish anything, but I did things that weren't on my list. Yeah. You're putting out fires, which is what, stupid, you know, as yeah. an owner, that, that those are things that only you can do. Yeah. You know? Now, I think we were talking about rep shaving. That's what it was. And uh, I was referencing back to like my time as an athlete, not a trainer. And I made the comment like, well, I don't let it affect me because it doesn't impact my fitness. But, you know, kind of in this same thing with complacency, um, when I started to train, became, you know, when I went down that path, it was a lot easier for me to say, well, I can't let that happen. Um, and, but then kind of taking a step back and asking myself, well, why didn't I do anything about it before? You know, if I saw these things happening, even though I'm just a member. Yeah. Give an example of these things. So like, you know, just like I, I see a rep shaver. Okay. And I just like, I just, whatever, bro, that's on you. Right. You know, cause it doesn't impact my fitness. But if, if you as an owner see me as an athlete, not doing anything about that, like, like what, what does that look like to you? I guess. That they're not doing the reps? No, that I'm not saying something to oh, one of my peers about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I, I think that I don't look at you as someone I can like trust that's going to hold. Like if you have a gym, we've talked about it. If you have accountability mm -hmm. across your, you know, painted and these huge block letters <laughs> across your wall and, well, and you have- Your and core you have, values. Right. Yeah. And you have a, a coach to sit in there that's not- you know, dropping the hammer on this rep shaver, rep shaver, or at least said, Hey, you know, I know you missed these reps last round. You can't but the whiteboard says X. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So if I'm the owner and I see that happen, um, I'm not very happy because now the trainer, my issues now, not with that person is with the trainer. Mm -hmm. And, but cause you view the trainer as an extension of, it has to be an yeah. extension of the owner. Yeah. And if they're not, then if you're not an extension of the owner, then you, you have basically a babysitter a babysitter or they're, they're going to do things that are the complete opposite of what you want done. Yeah. If, if, if they're going to let them shave reps, then what else aren't they, aren't they doing? Yeah. What, what are they missing on their squat? Are they correcting their technique? Are they staying on top of them? Are they do, giving a correction and rewatching it? And then going to the next person, are they doing triage? Like we've talked, you know, mm -hmm. like 
is every person getting something out of the class? Because if we have a class of 15, even if Jenna's moving perfectly fine, I still try to give her something mm-hmm. or I at least contact her and at least talk to her because, you know, like the simple workout, I said it sucked. Yesterday was um, 10 short overhead, 95, 65, and 30 double unders for seven minutes. And it's just, it was like one of those, felt, felt like you did Fran twice. Yeah. And um, so there's not a lot I'm going to correct in Jenna. First off, it's, it's a fast moving workout. So those are always the hardest because there's still a little time. The barbell's flying, right? Mm-hmm. But you got to look at other ways that I got to make contact with her and at least talk to Give her. Give her some feedback. Yeah, of something. Because she deserves it. Whether it's positive, yeah. like, hey, not not great great job, but hey, you know, this is what we want. You uh-huh. know? Like, don't be a little bitch. Sometimes I am because you act like one. Like, <laughs> why you been over? You ain't got time to breathe. Why are you breathing so hard? Yeah. <laughs> why are you looking at the bar? And then I did it and today. I was going to say, and then it's his turn. And then I'm like, why are you breathing so hard? <laughs> I'm like, shut up. <laughs> um, let's talk. Let's, I want to get into the... Um, like we're not putting their stuff away. How, how can members be complacent affect the gym? Like when they don't put their stuff away, what's that do? That means the next person has to do it. Mm. Uh, not being respectful to equipment, meaning, hey, don't try not to drop the bars that only have tens on it from overhead and then they end up snapping a plate. And tennis side. What's that? Tennis side. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, you know, talking to the whiteboard, we kind of covered that. Mm. After they've already worked out, so... You know what I mean? So they're, they're done with the workout, but they're over here making this huge commotion. And now the people up the whiteboard can't hear. So now they're taken away from the next class. So I think they're being complacent in where it affects. I thought those three things really affect others. And I think it's something that people do on a regular basis across a lot of gyms. So, so digging into that, like, I guess, you know, just using the word respect, like you have written here. Um, Respecting equipment, you know, like you just said, because I think you guys said you wipe down bars like after every workout. Yeah, we de-chalk them. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I seen, I was going through some old YouTube videos uh, last night and then you can see when we never did it. And it's mm-hmm. just always the hand caked and not, and it's really not, it looks a lot better obviously, but it's just, they have, they've maintained so much better. Like mm-hmm. when I have to clean it for competitions, it takes less time. Like half, half the time. Well, I'm sure the Cerakote doesn't hurt either. No, but even the Cerakote, man, it, it, it still cakes in it there. It will cake in there. Absolutely. So it's so humid here too. Yeah. So it definitely maintains it a lot better, but yeah. So the equipment, uh, dropping, you know, if, Hey, don't, try not to drop. If you only have tens on your bar, don't drop them from overhead because they crack. Well, yeah. if I tell the group that, and then they are complacent and they don't do it because they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Now all of our tens are breaking. Mm-hmm. Well, that, what's that do? Now we have mismatches of tens, and now the next person can't use them, mm-hmm. right? Which is stupid until I can buy new ones, um, or if they're not putting their equipment up, right? So if you don't put your equipment up, guess who has to put it up? The person behind you, the next class, or me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not your. I'm not here to take. I'm not here to pick up after you. You're not a child. Like you know, you got to help. Like if you got this stuff out, unless someone claims it right for the next class. Then, okay. Yeah. That's you know fair. I mean? yeah. Which we will do. Hey man, I'll get your bar. Yeah. Which we do. And I said, make sure they're confirmed. Like <laughs> we do. Cause a lot of people all take it. I want they, a hand receipt. Right. Me <laughs> too. And, uh, not that read receipt. And, uh, uh, the Zuckerberg button. But, but we still make the, the class that used it to de-chalk their own bar because what is, is that's up fair. happening? Yeah. 
the next person doesn't do it, then they're counting on the next person. Well, there isn't a next person. They just put it back. Mm -hmm. So screw that shit. And so, you know, leaving the equipment out, the bands, bands are huge. Like make sure you get your stuff down because now I got to take them down. And not that it's a huge inconvenience, but I'm getting one more thing you have to do. I'm going to, if I did it every single day, my head would explode Mm -hmm. right here and there is one thing, but it's like things happen. Yes. Just, I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just take care of If you, do you want me to go to your house and pull out all your damn clothes and throw them on the floor? Cause I know there's been times like I might've forgotten something on the floor and I'll like message back or call back. Oh shit. I left. Yeah. I I left a roll of tape in the third rack (laughs) from the right. I was like, can, can someone please get that for me? Yeah. Just cause you know, like things happen, you know, like I'm focused on either getting home. Yeah. Or I have something I have to, to be do. Known that I didn't just leave it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, Shit, I'm yeah. really sorry. I, I don't want people to that. think I'm being an asshat by yeah. just oh, someone will take care of it. You know, that's not. Yeah, that's not how I roll at all. And that's, you know, I probably like in my driveway, and I'm like, oh shit, oh yeah. shit, oh shit. Right, because I mean, it is like, okay, you just folded laundry, and I just showed up and I threw it on the floor. Yeah. Like, just kick, just kicked over the basket. <laughs> like, seriously, and I hate folding socks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, or I undid all your socks and then and mismatched, mismatched them. them. Now you gotta undo that and then match them back up. Like that's what it is. Is it's it's being you're being complacent and doing what we've always talked about. Members are responsible for certain things. Like if we, it's it's known in here. You know, don't talk during the whiteboard. If you're doing extra work and we're at the whiteboard, you got to stop. If you're on the skier or the assault bike, no dropping really heavy barbells. What we're trying to talk because mm. when you're up there. You know, sometimes it, it, the smallest thing can derail you from hitting what you need to hit in that small time at the whiteboard or a detail that you leave out. They're being complacent with their actions. And now it's not affecting them. Like we talked, it affects others. It affects everybody at the whiteboard. It affects me as the coach or whoever's coaching. And then that just totally, it can actually backlog and cause, cause issues that now I am going to have to answer questions because I didn't cover something mm-hmm. because Num- someone didn't hear it. Yeah. Numb nuts is over here just hammering away at the ski erg as hard as it can on a freaking five damper. And I can't even hear myself think <laughs> <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> or really heavy barbell, like, you know, the big scream and then a heavy thud. Yeah. yeah. So the complacency on that aspect where it falls on the members, it does affect me and it also affects... Well, it affects everyone, I think. Yeah, and then it affects all your other members because they don't want to clean your shit up. Right? Unless I, you said, I, hey, yeah, I, got, I, I got you, bro. Like, it's one thing. Yeah. But if you're expecting, if I'm leaving my stuff out, oh, they'll get it. Yeah, to expect someone to take care of your mess is not cool. Um, and it happens all over in these gyms, man. Like it's, it's crazy. But, it, uh, but the, the analogy I'll give you is the break room, like at work, you know, someone who just, uh, just like throws their empty coffee mug. So when I, when I started this new job, we were in a, a common office space. Like you basically rent space and all these different companies have, have, uh, access to like common areas and printers and computers and all that stuff. And I remember like at the end of the day, they had this really cool coffee machine. So I'd always use it. But when I was done using the cups that they supplied, I would always wash mine out and put it in the dishwasher. I don't know how many days I would come. The fucking dishwasher or the sink is just full of dishes. Yeah. I'm like, waiting for someone else to do it. I'm like, who do y'all think is going to do this? Yep. You know, do you expect the secretary to do it? I don't know. That's part of her job description. Uh, it, uh, to me, that's just irritating. Yeah, it's arrogant. You know, just yeah, you're uncool. Think, yeah, you're thinking about yourself. Yeah. I, I am, nobody in that building was so busy that they couldn't take 60 seconds to rinse their cup out and put it in the dishwasher. Yep. And 
but I don't know, maybe that's just me. No, hell no, that's not you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next part, um, nutrition, which I think was the genesis of all this. Like you said, you were having a meeting with someone. Um, How does complacency affect your your health and well-being from a nutrition standpoint? I mean, we see all the time, maybe a lot of people listening have done it. Like, you know, say, let's say you are, let's say you are into nutrition and you do track, right. And, and whatever you do. Okay. And you know, when you fall off that, that bus, how hard is it? You, you become complacent of what you're eating now. Like, you know, uh, I'll have, you know, 15 Tim Tams like Jenna um, just did. I feel attacked. <laughs> But I need to go. Yeah. Hashtag me too. But you know, when you do that, but it's just the one thing that leads to the next and it leads to this and that. And then next thing you know, you're not performing well, right? Now you're mm-hmm. com- complacent with your nutrition and it's affecting your performance. So you're only kind of affecting yourself unless you are on a team like we talked. But I think that we can be complacent enough to where it directly affects us and our mental well-being because a lot of times we find that our physical is attached to our mental and mental is attached to our physical. Meaning if mentally I'm like defeated and drained down or and drained from whatever the hell's going on, I don't physically like feel like working out. I don't feel like doing anything. I just don't mm-hmm. want to do anything. So then in return, I get out of shape. Well, therefore, if I... It, or, or the following day, it all just compounds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the next thing you know, you haven't been to the gym in a week, know, a week. Yeah. And then that, and then that can be like, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on Monday. Mm. And then Monday comes up and you're like, man, it's a salt bike. I'm going to die. Like a salt bike and rope climb. Right. You know, <laughs> right. So, uh, but then if it, it still blows my mind, I like rope climbs. That, that just, you are six foot tall. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the handful of things I have a tactical advantage of. Like rope one climbs, and one pull. I usually uh, when I, when I'm fresh, about one and a half. Yeah, around that uh, fifth, around that tenth rope climb. Yeah, it's like four or five pulls. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we are like, you know, phys- like mentally, and you know, we were talking about mentally, physically, if I'm drained, I work all day, and I don't hit my numbers and my food's mm. off. Now I'm mentally not prepared to go to the gym. Like I hear it all the time where people who are first starting nutrition, there's a lot of times they're so tired through the day because they're grossly under eating and their timing's off that, you know, they wake up, they got, they pack their bag, they're ready to go to the gym. But as the day progress, uh, they miss their food. So now they're physically tired. Now they mentally- That fuel bar starts to kind of decrease. Yeah, they may want it. They may have wanted to go and mentally were prepared, but now physically it's, it's keeping them from doing that. But there's also other factors like something stupid happens at work, you know, you get pulled over, mm-hmm. you know, you get a, I think the thing you said, you, you get a text from your crazy aunt. <laughs> well, like you'll hear like, uh, food, food is fuel, but that, I mean, that is like, right. You know, if you're eating shit, you're going to feel like shit. Then you're not going to want to do shit. And then if you're eating good. Yeah. But then, so, but then so many of us that are, you know, that have a normal nine to five, it's really, especially when I was in the military, it was really easy for me to make an excuse. Well, I'm too busy to eat which was a huge mistake, you know, because now I'm basically trying to run an engine on an empty tank and still expect results, which doesn't work. And you, you can't burn the candle once it's been burnt already. No, but, but that can happen. What were you saying? I was just going to say, that's when you go to the bathroom with some food and eat. <laughs> 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 
I might have done that when I was teaching. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't eat in front of my students, so I had to. This is your third bathroom break this hour, Miss <laughs> Fisher. Why are you why? okay? I have diarrhea, kids. <laughs> There's shit everywhere. Get out! You don't want to see this. You don't want to see this. Come lava. <laughs> Come and wipe my ass. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to wipe your ass with school toilet paper, by the way. They oh, spend that, more on sporting events than they do on in toilet paper. Then they invest yeah. in toilet paper. Oh, it's yeah. like see-through tissue paper. Not only that, but it's like, it's sandpaper. Yeah, it's literally. <laughs> it's like splashing water on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is you? Why is Miss Fisher in the sink? <laughs> <laughs> why is her ass hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Anyways, yeah, from eating. I'm so I'm so glad that I asked you what you were going to say. Okay, I forget what I was well, going to say. Well, speaking of about not having time to yeah. eat, but speaking of school, yeah, um, you have here how sometimes your dietary habits can uh, impact your family, uh, specifically your children. Yeah, this is where it's kind of stemmed from. Like some people who have uh, eating issues, meaning they've always been attached to food. Um, through emotional, whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, from day one, you know, they're raised and nothing's kind of, look, I've seen it, you know, there's kids that are grossly overweight and is it the kid's fault or the parent's fault at that point? United States has the highest rate of juvenile diabetes in all of the- Think uh, about that, juvenile diabetes. In in the developed world. So- That's really sad. It is sad. And it it falls on the parents because, you know, when, when they're growing up, their kids are typically going to eat whatever the parents are eating, right? Because it's it's easier for the parent. Well, not only that, but a kid doesn't know. Well, yeah. I'm saying yeah. that's that's a point. A kid has no idea what the hell's going on. Like, it's not like counting the macros. You know what I mean? Like, at eight years old, like, no, mom. Mom, I have 12 mom, grams of protein, not eight. <laughs> what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> so, you know, from that point on, they're going to develop these habits of what's the norm. Okay. And I'm not saying it becomes ingrained in you. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, and this is if you're, if your child is obese mm-hmm. or an overweight, um, you know, act, you have to look at activity or they like, I love video games, but at the same time, you know, we have less and less kids playing like pickup sports. Uh, then, you know, used to go drive around you see kids always playing baseball or yeah, basketball, you know, football, skateboarding. Or, yeah, yeah. Always doing, yeah. always doing stuff together. And, Trust me, I think there's a, a an okay portion of, you know, gaming online and there's nothing wrong with it, obviously, because I still do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's not why. I, I think it's, it's, it definitely can be, it can be dangerous as mm-hmm. far as how much time that is spent. Absolutely. Um, but there's also, I think people read too much into what it's going to do to their child. With that said, um, they're going to get these habits that they now, when they get into their teens, it's going to transfer. And then when they start driving, what kind of options do you think they're going to go to whole foods mm-hmm. and get, you know, all this food and make their protein cars fat? No, they're going to go to Wendy's and pound, you know, two number twos. And cause now they're, now you gotta think if they've been eating like this for 15 years or 20 years, it's become part of their system. It's part of their system, but now they're, 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 they're really obese. Now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now they're in that, you know, two seventy five at, you know, five, six, mm-hmm. you know, now that's just the norm and they don't, they don't know any different. Mm-hmm. It's what they've done their whole life. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not an excuse, but to me, it's, it's different than, um, the narcotics, right? Like mm-hmm. I can make a choice to do narcotics or not. Even if my parents, if I grew up around them or even the same, like, uh, people that grew up around smokers, right? You know. Yeah. You have a choice to smoke or not to smoke. Mm-hmm. Even if you grew up around them, 
food you have to eat and what, whatever they give you is what you're going to eat. And I think maybe the key difference between the narcotics and the alcohol and tobacco is that I think even as a child, you understand those things are bad. But if someone puts, you know, all this high fat, high cholesterol food in front of you, I don't think a child has the ability to view that as dangerous because it's food. Right. And, oh. and don't get me wrong. This is for only people who are kids who are obese. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with them having McDonald's or pizza or this or that. I don't, I think it's perfectly fine. But when, when it becomes dangerous, I guess. When they start, when they yeah. become these kids who but, are diabetic yeah. before they're even a teenager, that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's just as crazy. And, you know, I don't, ju- I, now, for reference, we're not talking about people who have, you know, insulin issues. We're talking no. about people who have dietary, you know, diabetes as a result of their dietary uh, right. habits. Or know. poor health, cholesterol, yeah. uh, heart-related issues, you know, high blood pressure, all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, plaque and whatever. And, um, you know, you know, something I don't judge anybody really. I don't care what people eat. It's always their choice. I just don't bitch to me about it, you know, is how I kind of look at it. But, you know, I was checking out uh, at Kroger on Saturday. And I was just picking up a few things like coconut water and things like that. And uh, behind me is a female. She's probably 350 pounds, probably. And the stuff that she was putting on the conveyor belt uh, uh, right behind me, it was just, it was all processed frozen fruit. Uh, It was, man, tons of pop and all the like, you know, little little Debbie type snacks and things like that. Like Mm -hmm. there was little, I didn't see one thing of whole food up there. Mm -hmm. And like, and I'm thinking, man, she has probably no idea even where to start, how to start mm-hmm. and that she can actually fix this. Mm-hmm. She's doing something she's been doing probably her whole life. And there's no way she's happy. There's no, I've never met someone who is overweight and happy with it. There's nobody I've ever met. I've met nobody that says, oh, I'm, I'm completely happy that I'm obese. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yay. You know, no one is like that. If they put on this false presumption that they are happy they're not they're not and it's just the reality of it anybody can look in themselves in the mirror and they're not happy they're not happy mm-hmm. right so this person sitting here i'm like man those are the people i would like to get in contact with and really help and try to reach out to and i almost said something but it's kind of one of those gray areas yeah of like, and, and that's why I'm, as you're saying that like i'm in my head i'm like how do you help yeah. someone who you know needs help but i don't know her but yeah especially and in how, do I, how do i say this without in, without yeah. it potentially being an insult. Yeah. You know? I, it would have been. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean. I know what you mean though. It, it would be hard. I feel like that's where your family or friends or somebody that, that is close to you, but, but most likely the, they're they do doing it too. the same thing. Absolutely. Because yeah. who you sound Yeah, with. no, and that huh. reminds me of a story where I had a friend that was trying to make some lifestyle changes and then she got shamed. You know, the, yeah, it, you it, was, it was a crew that, yeah. that would go out and eat and then my one friend, she started ordering salads and things that weren't like covered in gravy and cheese. And they were like, well, and they were like, well, why are you eating like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just trying to, you know, fix some shit, you know, I'm trying to yeah. become a little better. Oh, well, are you better than us? You know, bitch, I ain't. <laughs> about to be. <laughs> I'm about to be fly. Yeah. And it's like, so even with the fit shaming, even sometimes that crab mentality exists, even within those circles, even I'm more sure, so. And I'm sure uh, from a familial aspect, like if you're trying to rise up, and you're trying to modify your diet, and then you have family members that are that are trying to pull you back down. Like, how hard is that? Yeah. So I mean, when the, when these parents affect their child, 
Um, they're, they're affecting them when they're younger, but then it's when they get older, right? Now they're having these issues. Like they don't know, they don't have a way, they don't have a direction. They're thinking they're always going to be overweight. They're always going to be heavy. Well, now when they have a family, they're in that, they're that uh, fuck it phase. They're just, like, yeah. well, I'm just going to be like this. So Absolutely. Just, yeah. like, there's nothing I can do. Now, when they have a family, what happens? It's the, the same, vicious circle. It's know. a vicious circle. And, you know, that's where, you know, alcoholism, that can also play a role in to like, you know, you well, any kind of substance. Yeah. You know? you know, any type of substance abuse, you know, you're raising that, you fell into that mm-hmm. when you, and you went through that your whole life. And then this, it just keeps happening over and over again. And it's funny you mentioned that because I remember I was in the training environment in the military uh, for the last part of my career. So I was dealing with basically, you know, the 19, 20 year olds that just graduated high school and they come in. And sometimes I'd hear these stories like, oh yeah, my, you know, I, I, I was raised by drug addicts and blah, blah. And I'm looking at this person. I'm like, how did you rise up out of that? I mean, I've, I was blessed to never be raised in an environment like that, but I just look at these people. I'm like, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Like how easy would it for, and they're like, they have a, a peer or a sibling that's like in their same peer group and they're like going down that same path. But then, you know, they had, must have some sort of, sort of cathartic moment where they were just like, I'm not going down that road, but it doesn't happen for everybody. No, you're right. It, it doesn't. And it sucks. And, and, you know, you could maybe make it through the, the childhood and maybe your teens. And then as you get an adult, you can fall right back into that mm-hmm. because now it's, it's what you know. It's what you know. Yeah. And it's, it's how you can kind of escape. So yeah, when parents do that, affect their kids, it, it's, it's not fair to that child. And then you're not even thinking about your grandchildren at that point that you're really going to be affecting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously these things can bleed over onto your spouse as well. Um, Both eating bad and eating good, right? Yeah, agreed, agreed. Because um, <laughs> Melissa tells a story about her, my wife growing up uh, in Illinois, you know, eating all the stuff covered in cheese and gravy and all that stuff. And I think she said she was in college and she was doing like a, a health promotions class. And she was like, well, I guess if I'm going to take this class, I should probably start engaging some healthy behaviors. And that was around the time she found CrossFit. And that was her cathartic moment. You know, it was like, wow, I'm not healthy. Maybe <laughs> I should start doing something. Yeah. You know, she started running. She did, she's done a couple half marathons and all this other stuff. And it just took her being exposed to some knowledge to make her realize that I could be making better choices. You know, I, I wish there was like some bomb we could let off and like this gas would go in the air and all these people that are living these unhealthy lifestyles would just be like, oh, hey, I should fix this. It, it, <laughs> we, we, I want to look at it from the point of where we're not, it's, uh, no one's being judged in the fact that, no. you know, but I'm saying like, because like, oh, cause just cause you do it, you know, everybody has to do it. No, I think that we have an issue uh, in this country mm-hmm. with obesity, right? And, um, it all, it's all starts with the person and it's going to start with the parents. So if, if you're constantly eating this way and you're constantly che- teaching your children bad habits, then it's a problem. Or if let's say, I see, I see this all the time. Hell, I see it on Facebook. Uh, you have uh, a married couple um, and they're both overweight. And then one of them makes a, a change in their nutrition mm-hmm. and start working out. Well, this person is now fit and their spouse is not. Mm-hmm. Now you got, the problem with kind of what we're talking about is they've made this choice. You can't force this person to make the no. choice. You also kind of have to be like, you can't judge them if they're eating that way. Cause guess what? Like 
six months ago, you were eating the same shit that he was eating, but now you're going to... Kind of like people that are ex-smokers. Yeah. And they start shit-talking smokers. Yeah, and yeah. They, yeah I've been I've smoking. I, I can't believe they smoke. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't smoked for three months. <laughs> you know, but, you know, just just in the, near, in the most recent times, you were eating the same thing, uh-huh. and you can't really judge them. Mm-hmm. And it's more of... You're not going to make it any How easier. can I approach the lady at the grocery store without her, like, flipping out and getting her camera and recording the whole fucking thing the way it goes down and put me on YouTube or whatever? But how could you approach someone like that and try to, like you said, not a bomb, but how can you give them a little bit of knowledge? Like, Hey, I'm into nutrition or whatever. I would love to help you if you are interested in Mm -hmm. changing your lifestyle. And, you know, worst case scenario, they say, fuck you, skinny kid or whatever. (laughs) You're like, you hear that? She called me skinny. Don't ever call me skinny. Don't make me do some pushups, you know, but... Because then, then she had to have to record. Don't call me skinny, thin, yeah, little. Uh, what's the other thing, Caleb? That you, someone called Caleb an adjective. Mm, thin. Thin was it? Thin. Small. Call me small. <laughs> you got a smaller. Shout out, Caleb. Yeah. In in some of these situations, people just get to that point where you know the food is more important than their health than a change. Yeah. I think it's easy to fall off, especially like I know we're talking about who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. or whatever, but like if you start hanging out with a friend and that's all they do, I don't, it's just so easy to fall out of like a pattern that you've been doing or a routine, like just because mm-hmm. you've been on track and then you start hanging out with somebody else or. Well, but bro even says that with the new nutrition folks, like don't start doing cheat days because just like, you know, any- I, ha- I have a problem with that and I've been tracking for a long time. I mean, I don't really eat shitty, but if I start to like Tim Tams or something, then I'll be like tomorrow. Okay, well, I'll have like just two, but then like two adds up every single day. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, from the aspect of where you got them on this new path and, you know, it's, it's real easy to fall off the wagon when you're that close from that, that change in your direction. Yeah, you're 10 days removed from you know, eating nothing but shit or not eating at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes people, their food's legit, but their timing's off and the quantity's off and yep. that's it. They, I have one person that's been working with for over a year. And when I, when they went through their food, I was like, damn, you're eating like, that's expensive. Like door to lane market type stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, legit, but the timing mm-hmm. and off. the amount is off that, to fuel them. But you know, the cheat days. Yeah. I think it's more of, it's complacent. Right. So Jenna can do it. And then she does it again. Now she's becoming complacent. Like if you want a freaking Tim Tam, go ahead. Yeah, like, just you eat know, it. Yeah. Jenna, you know, she tracks or she, well, hasn't for like five months now, but, um, <laughs> don't roll your eyes. Yeah. Don't roll your eyes at me. Uh, but as you sit in your chair, <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> um, but you know, some people who are just starting the processes, if they, if they put that toe in that water, they're going to jump in because it's like, ah, you know, I've been doing good for a week. I'm going to give myself, I deserve this. Well, yeah, you can do that. But you know, I always circle back to your goals. Hey, what's your goals, Mm -hmm. right? Don't become complacent in what you're trying to accomplish because it will kill you because guess what? You are overweight. Your blood pressure is high. All your blood markers are bad. Okay. You're trying to better yourself, but you're making these choices where you keep reverting back. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to continue to be that person, that's fine, but we can't work together. I'm here to make you better. Right. So I'm going to hold you accountable, but I'm not going to waste my time sitting down with you every two weeks 
and then we're having this discussion of, hey, you know, oh man, I didn't track, you know, 50% of the time and I ate over to the days I did track. Like now you're wasting my time. Like don't do that. And I'm here to hold you accountable. Like, hey, that's that, not, that's not acceptable to, to me because I, mean, I don't yeah. want, I don't want, I don't want this person to be heavy. Mm-mm. I don't want them to go. I don't want them to keep going up. I want them to come down, but I want to, to teach. I want to teach them a healthier way to do this without starving themselves, without mm-hmm. going on Atkins or this freaking, um, what's the f- new fat one? Keto. Keto, stupid shit. Like, like I get it. it can, it can work. Yeah, it does work. Cause you're starving yourself. Yeah. You're creating a deficit. You're creating this super deficit, overeating the fats. Like, okay, yes, it will work. Is it sustainable? Hell no, it's not sustainable. Because, yeah. Everybody comes off of keto. Yeah. They go into a macro-based. So I'm trying to teach them a heavier, healthier lifestyle. And in all honesty, you know, from the, the one meeting I had a week ago, uh, I really want, if they do have a family, I want them to be able to teach this to their family. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you can literally... Your, your aunts, your uncles, your, your grandma, your great-grandma, great-grandpa, they could have all been obese and you can break that cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, like that kid, he, he, broke, he broke the cycle mm-hmm. of his family. Yeah. So his family now, they're still tied to be a family, but hey, that's not going to happen. To here. his family. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I would love to, to, the end result of nutrition being performance is cool. I really think that's awesome. It makes you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the food is cool. Um, you can become complacent to the point though where it does kill you and uh, or put you in the hospital. And then guess what? It could be too late. And yeah. that's that's what I want. You know, we talk complacent complacency kills when it comes to nutrition. Absolutely, it happens. How many people die every year because from uh, health related issues? Health related issues that yeah. they could control just by food. Yeah, I think uh, just the general premise of the day is just break the cycle it's, 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 it's hard, but it's not hard. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Break the cycle and, you know, stop losing your focus on understand and understand that your actions affect so many other people. Mm -hmm. And when you don't follow through with those actions, every person that's depending on you to follow through, they get nothing out of it. Whether it's a teammate or a child or a spouse or, you know, people want to see everybody succeed. And you, and then yeah. Jenna brought up, it could be even yourself. You want yourself to succeed. We talked, she was talking about, you know, she feels like crap about herself when she is complacent and doesn't get some stuff done that she knows will benefit her. Well, now you're going to be complacent to your own, you know, to that dude in the mirror. Demise. Yeah. yeah. And hell, that's even, that's some people that's harder than letting other people down. Letting themselves but, down. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That was pretty cool. To talk about. Yep. Break the cycle guys. Yeah. We're here for you. You know how to get a hold of us. Yep. <laughs> Jenna's one word. <laughs> All right. That brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. Peace. Goodbye. What? What? I wanted to switch it up. No. Oh. Back it up. Bye. All right. God. Mo. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast, or on Twitter at Can I Get One More, or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. Is it Adam? What are you doing? <laughs> Fucking go stand outside. Is he lost in the parking lot? <laughs> don't, yeah. Please, please don't injure yourself while eating that Tim Tam. All right, so this is.
the raspberry, rad, sticky raspberry and chocolate Tim Tam. Tim Tam has a Instagram. No shit. <laughs> we have a fucking Instagram, and they're all over the damn world. Well, you know what? I don't need to fuck off.